This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. This is the Red Bull Rant podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Red Bull Ramp Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of Espionation and What's Metro. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 198, Revenge Illusion. Oh. Yeah, see what I did there? Look at that. It, just always with the play on words, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We already had Revolution. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what other ones you're going to come up with, but... I'll think of them. Yeah. Uh, so, New York Red Bulls hosted uh, the New England Revolution this past Sunday. Came away with a one nothing victory that probably should have been at least 2 or 3 nothing victory. But, hey, a win's a win, so you can't really argue with that part. Um, let's get right into this one, as we usually do, with our likes and dislikes. So, I think Truman went first last week. So, Pat, you can go first this one. What did you dislike about this game? Um, I think I disliked the fact that, uh, you know... Due to some sloppy play, that uh, Luis Robles is now questionable for the game upcoming game this weekend. Uh, you know he got hurt. His now Iron Man streak is uh, in jeopardy. Uh, so that, that that's really the only big thing I dislike. Um, you know you kind of just kind of kind of hope that he can come around and uh, make it out to Vancouver this uh, Saturday and uh, play. But we'll see. Yeah, you know it's funny. He he gets hit. He's not he's not hurt so bad where he can't get up and shove the guy. Hell no! And then crumbles to the ground in pain. <laughs> Adrenaline's a hell of a drug, right? Uh, which I, I I thought that was rather funny that he he was able to do that and then he goes down and was hurt. Uh, I think he's gonna play. I think it's if he if he can stand on two legs, I think he's gonna play. Uh, my dislike really is that. This game was playing out as a lot of people had worried about. First half, scoreless. Uh, they came out like a ball of fire early on. Definitely had some chances. And you were just sitting there wondering, oh no, are, is New England going to get that goal and then just hold on? And you really panicked until BWP scores. And then you could just sigh, you know, breath of relief. And, you know, I, I think once the Red Bull scored, you kind of knew that was going to be it. It was over. But yeah, it was it was the quote unquote trap game that everyone was uh, thinking it might turn into. Yeah, I mean, I I know watching that game, I was just like, here we go. This is like just they came out, they were playing pretty well. I'm, I was pretty sure they were going to score early on, and then they just weren't getting it. And I was like, as it was going, I'm like, oh shit, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. They're not going to score, and then we're just going to get into this game. And I don't know if it was the hydrate. I think the goal was after the hydration break, the first one. I, I think that. I have to bring up the um, the match because I don't remember exactly when that goal was scored, but I'm pretty sure it would happen after the hydration break, and I think that that might have been a turning point for the Red Bulls. Um, Bright Phillips, of course, with another goal because why not? Uh, I like the fact, by the way, that they added that they obviously put Bright Phillips and Robles up there for Iron Man and goals, and that they obviously have it set up to be adjustable because after the goal, ESPN took a camera shot of. 
the guy changing the goal score, uh, the goal record for Ray Phillips, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, they just started that game really. They look good, but flat at the same time. It's that you know that, um, that thing that we complain about for most of this year, where it's like you get 70 percent of the possession and you do absolutely nothing with it. How is that possible? Uh, thankfully, they did it. They you know they actually did something this time. Uh, and Rifle scored in the fifty fifth minute. Now, so halftime actually was apparently the turning point for the game. Um, so thankfully they were able to avoid it. But it, it's not good to see them, and whether it's heat or whatever, it was just disappointing. To see them come out again, controlling possession, but not being able to do anything with it. I didn't think it was that hot. I thought it was a rather nice day. Well, I think it was humidity because they took a hydration break. But right, I think it was I with, the, with the humidity, it was the problem. I guess. Because what was it? I think ESPN reported it was like 88 on the field, but then with humidity, it was like 95 or something like that. Right. So I can see why you, I, I can see why you would take the hydration break, especially in the middle of the afternoon with the sun and all that. Uh, let me just say, let me just add this: I'm a little disappointed at the crowd. Like I understand it's a Sunday during the summer, so you have families on vacation and stuff like that. But like, how were there not more people there? I don't know. I thought it was a good crowd. Yeah, it was like know, 20, the crowd there was good. I'm just like it, I don't know why there weren't more. That's all. Like the, the lower bowl could have been filled up a little bit more, especially you know across from the camera because that always looks bad when you can see. A good well, portion of the logo. That's always the case, right? No, I don't know. I was there. I thought it was a really, a really nice looking crowd. Definitely freaking loud. That's for sure. Oh yeah, they definitely. They absolutely came through on TV. I don't whether that's ESPN mic in the crowd or just naturally being loud. Um, but anyway, uh, so time for our likes of the match. Truman, what did you like about this one? Well, not only did we win one nothing, but I stuck around for the second game to watch Red Bulls two, and they won on they won two nothing. So I watched two games, and the other team never scored, even though Red Bull score, uh, Red Bull 2 scored on two penalty kicks. But, you know, you take what you can get. So it was it was a nice full day of winning and shutouts. It was fantastic. And I, I can't confirm confirm or deny any chance that happened during that game. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little chance. I'll just say I won't deny. <laughs> uh, I guess my like would have to be, I mean, you know, I, just simple stuff. I mean, I like that. You know, what's his name? Uh, Alex Mule kind of just sticking with the play uh, that led up to BWP's goal. Um, you know, it showed a lot of poise and wherewithal to just kind of keep fighting through three defenders, really, uh, and to get that shot off that, you know, the rebound of which BWP put away. So, um, you kind of you really like what we see out of the kid for sure so far, and, uh, you know, it's uh, good signs for the future. Uh, I think it's safe to say at this point that. Uh, Verona is no longer the starter, right? Like it's it's absolutely <laughs> mules to lose at this point. I would assume so. Mm-hmm. I, I know we, we kind of talked about it a little bit when um, Sam was gone. We kind of thought it, it might have been a little flip flopping, but I think at this point it's safe to say that Alex Mules your everyday starter. Well, as you see, he does he does a lot more uh, defensively than Verona would, and that's not that's not Verona's fault. They're just no, completely different players, mm-hmm. and the way the Red Bulls play. In that midfield, he just fits absolutely perfect to it. And, it, yeah, it's going to be hard to take him out when the man just is a workhorse. Yep. So I, before I actually turn my light, then, just a quick question, a quick aside. Do you think Verona's gone this, at the end of this year, and do they get at least enough back for him to make it worth it? I don't I don't know why he would I – don't, I don't know. I don't see why he would let him go. I don't think I, – I don't think he's a failure. We've seen him succeed. I'm not saying failure. I just, I'm just asking: Is he gone because of Alex Mule? Um, 
I would say 50%. I'm going 50-50. I, I think he's gone. I mean, and not even because Alex Mule, I think because of Bradley Red Phillips. I mean, what's what's been the storyline behind the scenes is that Barone expected to play up top um, in a, you know, compliment Phillips. And that's just not happening. It's, it's I mean, unless they try to shoehorn in the 4-2-2-2 again next year, um, which, again, I don't see why you would when the 4-2-3-1 is working so well. Um, but I think he's gone. I think he's never fit in. Uh, and I don't, you know, I think like Truman said, I don't think it's necessarily his fault because he has shown in moments when he's been given an opportunity to be given. So uh, I, I think he might even just, it might not even be a team decision. I think he just might say, I want out. Yeah, I just feel like that the way this team is forming at the moment, that he's not going to be an everyday starter. And given the paycheck he's getting, that either him or the team, like you said, Pat, he, he could be the one to initiate it. But I feel like somebody's going to say, no, this just isn't working out. Let's agree to part ways. Um, anyway. So, my like of the game, and uh, Truman alluded to it earlier with Luis Robles, I'm going to go give my like to him because to take that shot and then keep playing, even though it wasn't that long left in the game, but it's still the fact that he took that hit, was down for a decent amount of time, and then managed to stay in the game, uh, shows you why he really is the Iron Man in terms of uh, Red Bull history right now. Yeah. Uh, one, one more thing to, to like is that my arch enemy... I thought should have been man of the match. I thought Aurelian Collin was uh, the best player on the field that day. If you watch the whole game, he pretty much shut down nearly every offensive attempt that New England had. Got no complaints here. Yeah, I mean, that. I mean, yeah, BWP scored the lone goal, but Collin allowed nothing, absolutely nothing to happen when the ball was near him. Yeah, and just in general, the back line did a really good job against New England. I mean, I know that New England wasn't playing up to what they could have been, but they, the defense did a really good job of, for the most part, protecting Luis Robles and not letting a lot of uh, chances get in. All right, so uh, let's move away from uh, the New England match. The Red Bulls have uh, a match coming up on this Saturday during Labor Day weekend. Uh, it is September 3rd, 7 p.m. Eastern time on MSG. Uh, that's at the Vancouver Whitecaps, so there'll be 4 o'clock Pacific time that they're playing. Uh, hooray, jet lag. Um, the Red Bulls will be without... Uh, Sasha Kleschen, who got called up to the United States, and will be without Kamar Lawrence, who got called up to Jamaica. Uh, no shock on Lawrence. He's been in Jamaica's team for a while. But uh, let's let's save the Kleschen stuff for now, so let's focus more on the Vancouver match. Um, how do you guys think that Jesse Marsh is going to adjust, considering that he is now going to be down a midfielder and his left back? Uh, Pat, we'll start with you. Uh, what do you think is going to happen on Saturday? Uh, well, I mean, I think the the good news out of Red Bull World is that apparently Dax McCarty may actually be ready for this game. Um, so if that's the case, and there shouldn't be all that much of a drop off um, losing Klesham, because as we have seen, like, and obviously you talk seriously about the player for once, as we have seen lately out of Sean Davis, the guy is MLS ready. There's no doubt about it. He probably can. Uh, be pushed up top, and uh, or even if you want to push Felipe up top and move, uh, you know, keep Davis where he's at. You know, I think they have the pieces to compete. Um, that all being said, I'm predicting a two-two draw with them blowing a two-goal lead. <laughs> Seriously, until until there's something else, what else are you going to predict on the red? Uh, yeah, I, 
I agree with you. I think Dax Dax is going to be the new John Cena. You think he's going to be out a while? He comes out way sooner than expected. Um, and if he plays, you, you won't miss Sasha too too much. Obviously, I mean, the man is a, a, a assist machine, but at least Dax will be back to kind of steady that midfield. My problem is I don't think they're going to win this game because they've never beaten Vancouver. And I think this is the one away game where it's all the way to Vancouver, a place they clearly have no success in, and I see a one nothing loss. That, I mean, I can't predict anything else but a loss. They've been on a this unbeaten streak for quite a while now, and this is just, it's just it's leading up to this. And uh, then we're going to be scoreboard watching, like I'm doing right now, watching the DC uh, Smurf game, which just pains me. It pains me to watch this game, but I'm watching it right now. Because uh, the Red Bulls are going to need some results this weekend. I didn't even realize there's a game going on right now between New York and DC. Yeah. Can we? Can like the stadium just collapse? Can that happen? Well, this is uh, the Yankee Stadium, so it's pretty new. Well, still, can it collapse? The field I mean, can maybe implode, or like the dirt just is like fuck you, grass, get out of here. <laughs> it can like, swallow them whole. Yeah. Um. So I. Uh, I think the Red Bulls might have a good chance of at least walking away with a point. Uh, Vancouver is only 5-3-5 five, and five at home this year, so not exactly world beaters. I mean, they're eight wins all season long, 31 points. So Vancouver is not having a good year by any measure. Although, in fairness, if they were in the Eastern Conference, they would be tied with Orlando for seventh place. So, I mean, <laughs> there is that. Um, I, I think... Even if Dax is back this week, I think the loss of Lawrence and Kleshner is going to be more detrimental than the positives from Dax coming back. Um, only because the team has been, despite giving up two goal leads on the road, the team has been clicking. So you can't argue that the chemistry is going to be changed a little bit with uh, those two players missing. Uh, I'm going to go with an optimistic draw, though. I'm not going to go 2-2. I'm going to go 1-1. And they, they may blow the lead, but at least it will be a draw. Well, it, and this is, this one won't be necessarily a bad draw because they're going across the country to Vancouver, which is by no stretch of the imagination an easy flight. Um, and then you know having to play with you know without two of your starters is not an easy ask for anybody, n- no matter how good the other team is. So that's where I'm going. One one draw. You guys are so optimistic. I am not. No, you are not. I can sense doom. Uh, all right. Uh, Truman. Yeah! Women's soccer's back. Yep. Well, not really. <laughs> I mean, it is, officially, but you couldn't, you couldn't tell on Saturday when the Sky Blue, Sky Blue lost 3-1 at home to Chicago. So, no good. No good. That, that's a tough, tough loss at home. That might be the, 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 maybe the toughest home loss they've had so far. If I scroll through, it's, yeah. Yeah, definitely. When they lost Kelly O'Hara, right? Yeah, yep. Due to injury, it was just a all-around god-awful uh, game. So, you lose your star player. I, I don't know what you're going to do now. Uh, they are playing Saturday, uh, 6 o'clock in Kansas City. That's and Sunday. there is a... That's Sunday, by the way. Su- it is Sunday? Okay. fourth is Sunday. You're right, Sunday. I'm sorry, Sunday. So again, you can watch both the Red Bulls and uh, Sky Blue play. I won't. I'll be at King of Trios all weekend. Just saying. Um, but yeah, there's actually a contingent of uh, Cloud Nine supporters going down there, so that's pretty cool. That's a hell of a trip to make. 
And then they also play midweek against Orlando. Busy. Busy. Oh, yeah, the 7th. That's right. Yep. They have three games in three days. Which is always great. That's always good. You know. Yeah. Might as well just wear the the team down. Three games in a week. Why not? Well, they got to make it to the playoffs, right? Because they got to squeeze everything in so they get the playoffs in. Right. So you you squeeze three of, what, the last four games uh, within a week's time. Yeah. Thanks, Olympics. (laughs) I think you mean thanks U.S. soccer, but... Thanks, U.S. Soccer. Thanks, Hope Solo. That's it. I'm going to blame Solo. There's the blame Obama, and we're going to do blame Solo for anything that happens to soccer. Thanks a lot, Solo. Not and a bad she, idea, though. And she can be rightfully blamed. Rightfully blamed for most things. <laughs> all right. Uh, time for the dumping ground. Uh, so we mentioned it real quick. Uh, international call-up, Sasha Kleshin playing for the United States. Kamara Lawrence uh, for Jamaica. Um, I don't know when the games are at the moment because of stupid trainings I've been in all weekend. USA oh. plays St. Vincent Grenadines tomorrow on BN Sport at 3.30. And they play Trinidad and Tobago on Tuesday. I don't know which time. Wait, they're playing at 3.30 on a Friday? Yep. Why? Thanks, Solo. So <laughs> Solo, Solo. It's always. Mm. That's such a weird time. I, I just don't understand. Wait, you know what? No, I'm sorry. Honduras versus Canada at 5.06 is a worse time. <laughs> like, what? Oh, I, I don't understand things. Like, CONCACAF, brah. Yeah, I guess. Well, and then let's see. Jamaica plays Panama on Friday at 9.30 and then takes on Haiti at 9.30 on Tuesday. Who cares? That's Jamaica. Well, it sort of matters. I wonder what that field's going like, to look like on Friday. You think it's going to be an actual soccer field? <laughs> good luck. Uh, that's a very good question, actually. It could be a cricket field. Who knows? A rugby field? Bocce ball field? That's a good question. All right. Uh, so I know Pat has something he wants to talk about. That's not yeah. that's not soccer related, but it's going to be funny anyway because yeah, it's just Twitter related. Good <laughs> lord! I, the, earlier today, I sent out a tweet at eleven o'clock in the morning. I sent out a tweet saying the Dan Lebertard show without Dan Lebertard is actually tolerable. The Dan Lebertard show retweeted that, and I've been getting responses from Dan Lebertard's acolytes as recently as forty-two minutes ago about me being wrong and about and the most my favorite would be that I just don't get the show, man. Yeah, that's like seventeen-year-old me when people like were right to tell me that Limp Biscuit was terrible. And I was like, you just don't understand the man. I mean, seriously, it's like, yeah, I don't understand the Dan Lebertard show the same way I don't understand somebody shitting in a bucket and calling it performance art. So, I mean, come on. it's Seriously, Dan Lebertard fans, do something better with your time. I mean, if you want to keep making me laugh, I'm okay with that. But... Yeah, like the 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 outcry I've got for criticizing Dan Lebertard is probably it's one the most Twitter reaction I've ever gotten in my entire life, and two just absolutely hilarious to me, especially since it's been going on now for like eight hours. So I, I think I might start trolling Dan Lebertard show on a daily basis now. How was there hard? How was there hardcore Dan Lebertard fans? I have how, no how idea. That, how is that a thing? I have no clue. Well, uh, Truman, apparently we don't get the show. Uh, clearly. You know? Apparently there's something we're missing about 
jackassery and race baiting. I don't know. I'm, I must have missed something. But, uh, yeah, we just don't get the show. Listen, I can watch Around the Horn, but when someone retweets something about, they like it when Woody Page isn't on it, I'm not going to go crazy. Yeah. I'm not going to lose yeah. my mind. Woody Page is the best. What are you talking Ooh. about? Woody Page rules. You don't get it, man. Yeah, one guy said he would rather chop off his penis than listen to Dan Levitard's show without Dan Levitard. Uh, that was a good one. Uh, it's, I don't know. There's too much to go for. Yeah. <laughs> so it, was, uh, it was a pretty amazing uh, response by Dan Levitard's fans. Who knew? Who yeah. knew? Mm-hmm. It's not like he trash-talked his dad or something. Jeez. You would think the the response I got that I said something that was so polarizingly political, like like it's insane. I would take that as a compliment. Hey, your show's actually still pretty good. Yeah. Your, show, your show's decent. Yeah. Uh, oh well. People are weird. The Very internet. Much so. The internet. Go internet. All right. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Um, Thierry Henry. Yeah. In Belgium now. That's assistant coach Thierry Henry to you, sir. You're right. Uh, he's taking the assistant coaching position under Roberto Martinez, uh, former manager of Everton. Uh, I think he's going to be. In, are they playing internationals this week? Yes. Maybe. Yes. Are they? Are is UEFA in their World Cup qualifying stuff now? I don't know what's going on with that. Maybe. I mean, they got to be right because I don't know. It's Europe. Who cares? Um. All right. Let's see. Uh, the aforementioned uh, New York Red Bulls 2 is officially qualified for the playoffs. Yeah, because we rule. Thanks, Harambe. <laughs> he got us through. He got us through the tough times. <laughs> uh, Matt Miazga, remember him? I've nope. heard that name. I know, right? Matt Miazga. He, he used to play with some team that would, that would wear red and white occasionally. He's from New Jersey. Yeah, uh, he was loaned to a Dutch team... Uh, Vese Amen? I'm pretty sure I said that wrong. I don't really care. Uh, they're in the Eredivisie, which is the first division, or the first level in France, uh, Dutch, I mean. Or, God damn it. <laughs> Look at this. I screwed everything up on that one. Division one in the Netherlands? Yes. There you go. Yeah. I'm glad you brought this up. Because I, w- I want to talk about this. Now, this was all Matt Miazka's decision, which we all know. Mm-hmm. Yet another player who insists, insists on going to Europe to play for some big club, and, and what happened? Barely, barely even sniffed getting on the field, and now he's on transfer number one. I can't wait to see how many transfers this becomes, a la Jose, a la how many other players we've seen, that this is what happens to them. You could have been playing all the time, regular games, but, you know, God forbid you're playing in MLS... Because old Yurgi doesn't like that. Now you're going to go to Europe and sit on your ass. Uh, <laughs> Irritating. I, let, me, let me just say this right now. Last year, I called Matt Miazga the biggest loser in that deal. And I was lambasted for it. Well, you didn't get lambasted from me. No, I didn't. Because I can't stand these. I, can't, I hate this. I hate it. But I, I said he was either going to spend time in the reserve team or get loaned out because that's Chelsea's way. And what should happen? Exactly like I said, it would have... He would get loaned out. Yep. Because ah. why would they put him in the starting lineup? They wouldn't. And why would they? They shouldn't. I mean, I have. I mean, I have no problem with it. I, I, you know, it's it's. He's. 
if he doesn't play in the Netherlands, yeah, then we got a problem. Right. Let's but, start counting the minutes. Yeah, uh, you know, no, I think the move the move to Chelsea's on him because he has to agree to it. First of all, so it's on him. I'm, I, I was just making the point that last year when I said this is what's going to happen, I got lambasted for it, saying it wasn't, and basically being, I'm being told I was wrong because I don't know what I was talking about. So I I don't usually do this, but to everybody that said this to me, fuck you, because I'm right. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't think his career in Chelsea is over with. I, I mean, didn't he's say on that. Line. I said he was going to be stuck in in a weird like. I, I don't think there was I don't think there was much doubt he was going to get loaned out at some point. I mean I don't think there was many. If he thought he was going to start right away for Chelsea, sure that's on him. But you know I, I definitely don't think there was much doubt that he eventually was going to go on loan, uh, much like DeAndre Edlin did for Sunderland. Although now he's with Newcastle in the Championship, um, I don't know why he wasn't able to get another Premier League job. But you know what are you going to do? Um, you know, I think, hey, in the end, I think it's a good move. As long as he plays, if he doesn't play, then this is just going to be another U.S. national team failure. Um, and I guess time will tell. We'll see what happens. Hey, um, if, if anyone wants to argue, uh, email us. Please, <laughs> I, I want to hear you defend this move. The Chelsea move, I should say, you know. What do you think the odds are he, he plays for Chelsea in the future? I'd still say 50-50. Uh, given their transfer record, probably not. <laughs> I'm saying this, 10. Because this is the thing, right? They bring somebody in, loan him out to get him experience, and then build up his value and then sell him off for a profit. Yep. While their senior team never sees him because they don't need him on the senior team. Right, because the senior team does what most big teams do. They just keep buying players. So. I don't know. Bad move. Bad move. Hopefully it works out with his new team, but we'll see. All right. So anything else you guys want to talk about? Nope. Uh, German Red Bull tied in their first game, so that's something, I guess, right? I meant to kind of mention that. Hey, they actually came back from deficits on the road. Look at that. Wow. They're our Bizarro team. I know. Eh, who cares? Eh, somebody That hits the Germans. I don't mind the Germans. I just don't give a shit about Red Bull Leipzig. I care about Red Bull New York and then any team in Europe that has an American on it. So not, so not Chelsea? Nope. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. My mouse was not close enough to the button. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's it. Just want to make sure. Yes, that okay. is it. Terrible team. Oh wait, oh, wait, that's right. Terrible team. But don't worry, I didn't forget about it. Unfortunately, uh, I, I and I'm not going to give DC United any props for this whatsoever. I'm going to solely blame Chicago. Even though the game was in the the hellhole that is RFK, but Chicago got annihilated six to two. I so mean, much for, so much for that first road win, huh? <laughs> right when you just get that point, the low points keep getting lower and lower, and then you lose six to two to to uh, maybe pro- potential playoff team DC. Y- yuck! And the really the worst part is that I have to root for them right now, and that just makes me sick to my stomach. Ugh. Oh, well, actually, you know what? Since we're getting closer. The end of the season. We probably should talk about this. Now, now that I think about this, so stand, standing wise, so Red Bulls have seven games left. Uh, right now, Toronto, New York City are one and two. Toronto at forty three points, New York City at forty one. The Red Bulls and Philadelphia are tied at forty, with the Red Bulls owning a, I think the goal difference tiebreaker. The goal, yeah, goal difference tiebreaker. Uh, Montreal's in fifth with thirty seven. DC at thirty two. Then Orlando at thirty one. So. This weekend, obviously, if the Red Bulls win, Toronto and New York City lose. 
we could be looking at the Red Bulls being top of the league uh, based on goal difference. Uh, so seven games left for the top four, uh, eight games left for five through seven, although actually it'll be seven and six for D.C. and New York City after today. So getting close to the end, we'll we'll, we'll do the, the whole scoreboard watching thing um, as we advance the next few weeks. Uh, one more thing before we get out of here. So two weeks from today, or two weeks from today when we're recording this because it's Thursday, uh, is going to be episode, our 200th episode. Uh, we haven't been canceled by us. Yeah, imagine yeah. that. We, we like ourselves enough that we keep this going. Um, it just happens to coincide with the Red Bulls game in the, the Champions League against uh, Alonzo, right? That's the... Alianza. Yeah. So this is what we're going to do. During that game, we will be live broadcasting on YouTube for presumably the whole game or as long, until we decide we're done and we can't keep going. Uh, it's 20 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> so 8 o'clock next week, or not next week, two weeks from today, we are going to be broadcasting live on YouTube. Uh... Have the game on Facebook, mute it, listen to us instead. We'll talk about the game, the the game that will be coming through after that against Toronto, the game against DC the, from before it. Uh, we're going to try to have some people on. We don't have that stuff worked out yet, but that's the plan. We're going to have a live 200th episode during the Champions League game. Uh, if you're in the stadium, I guess if you want to try to broadcast us, you feel free, but... And listen to our live commentary mixed in with which, jokes. Which, which will still be like 30 seconds behind because of the whole broadcasting over the internet thing. <laughs> it's true. Well, what we really should do is somehow Pat and I just be at the game. We'll sit in the highest seat there is possible. At the very, very top. <laughs> so we, there's no sound around us and then we just do commentary the entire time. You can do that too. But then we'll we're leave, Jay, leave Jay out of the well, chair. Well, <laughs> Shuck it long and shuck it hard. Ain't no bomb covers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yep. This is a preview of what it's going to be like. Just classic 90s Saturday Night Live references. Hey, what's wrong with that? Eh, not much. I'm pretty sure we'll get some re- wrestling references thrown in because why not? Maybe we'll just be like the Dan Lebetard show and fart in the microphone for two hours. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah. We don't have accolades, so it doesn't work. Eh, it's true. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about before we get out of here? Yeah. Did you? Did anyone notice that uh, our friend Sonia actually rode to work on a boat like we said it was going to happen? We are psychic. I did not notice that. Yep. Hopefully she but, was listening to the end of our podcast. When that highly happened. unlikely. She was on Oops. a boat. She's too busy being on a boat. Maybe she was listening oh. to I'm on a boat from Lonely Island. That's probably more likely. Even That's though it makes no sense in the, the canals of Venice. I would have listened to it. <laughs> I, I hope like the guy in Venice... Like her gondola guy saying "I'm on a boat" as an Italian love song. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be kind of awesome. All right, so let's wrap this one up. You can visit us at onceometro.com/slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. Uh, help us by going to patreon.com/slash red bull rant. Throwing a few bucks our way. Uh, you can email us at red bull rant at gmail.com. You can call us at nine seven three three four eight five three two nine on Facebook, facebook.com/slash red bull rant. On Twitter, at Red Bull Rant for the show, at Dr. Stooge for myself, at PMACDA2 for Pat, at The Truman for Truman. Subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, anywhere you can basically find podcasts will be there. Uh, any last words before we get out of here? Well, I'd like to say win, but instead I'm just going to say, hey, every other team in the East, lose. <laughs> um, I guess try not to blow a two-goal lead, you know. 
That'd be nice. The, the, the way to not blow two goalies is to never get one. Or just make it three. That's true. That's true. If you make it three goals, then you're not blowing a two-goal lead. That's true. That's a good point. All right. So for Pat Truman and myself, this has been episode number 189 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, go Red Bulls. Peace out.